0: You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Abby. Today, we're going to talk in depth about treating ourselves, but first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I would like to share how much I hate planning vacations. (laughs)
0: I really like dreaming about vacations and looking at photos of places and imagining going places. But when it comes to nailing down the details, looking up specific places to stay, calculating prices, Mm. coordinating, all of that is incredibly frustrating to me because it feels so time consuming to get to the end point. I wonder if there's just a more efficient way for me to do it because I usually end up looking up things on multiple days and not actually pulling the trigger. Mm. So I repeat the process a few times before booking the vacation. Yeah. Where maybe just doing it all at once would be better. I share this story because I just booked my vacation for the summer with my mom. Mm. We like to take a trip together with the kids every year. Right. And this year we decided we're going to go to Cuyahoga National Park in Ohio and to the Great Wolf Lodge Water Park also in Ohio.
1: I've heard of this.
0: Which I think will be really fun. But on Sunday night, after I looked stuff up, I told Neil, I'm never taking a vacation. I hate planning. We're just staying in Bloomington forever. (laughs) And then the next day, I actually just booked the hotels that we needed to and made the plans, and now it's done, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you land on the planning of vacations on the fun scale?
1: I do like it. I think it appeals to my planner nature. Mm-hmm. I like that very detail, researchy stuff. hmm I do think it gets exhausting, though, especially if you're planning it for your immediate family without help Mm. or input from your spouse. That's where I start to get really annoyed and I'm like, I'm not the president of everything. You make a decision.
0: Mm. Interesting. See, and I think I don't like doing it, but I like being in control. Mm. Sort of a win-lose situation where (laughs) I'm always going to be a little unhappy. That's fair. Until it's done. And then I feel a huge sense of relief which is what I'm basking in now.
1: And excitement. It sounds really fun.
0: Exactly. What is new with you?
1: I want to share about a product that some members of my family have been enjoying. (laughs) I recently ordered a heated cat bed for our kitties.
0: Did you feel like they were very cold before?
1: We keep our house pretty cold. And I think the humans in my family have adjusted to it. I think I run a little warm, especially when I'm pregnant. I think plum runs a little warm. Andrew is now used to just putting on lots of clothes Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: having slippers or socks on all the time. But it seemed like maybe the cats were really sad about how cold it was in our house. They were always curled up together. Mm -hmm. They were kind of cranky. And so I saw that this heated cat bed was on sale. On Amazon, and it has amazing reviews. So I bought it, and it has beyond exceeded my expectations. Our older cat is in it all the time. She gets out only to eat, drink water, and go to the bathroom, and then gets right back in. And she just seems so happy. She's stretched out in a luxurious way instead of curled up with her paw over her nose, which was her normal Mm. cold posture. Yes. Our other cat still likes to sleep in the bed with us and stuff. And so he has been a little more respectful, letting her have it to herself. Nice. Well, worth the purchase. We've already gotten our money's worth, and I would highly recommend it if you have chilly cats at your house. <laughs>
0: Did not even know that was a thing. I know, me neither. Well, I'm glad you have uh, some warm felines at your
1: house. Thanks, friend. Let's move on to talk about what we've been reading. Sarah, what is your latest read?
0: I recently finished An Absolutely Remarkable Thing by Hank Green. And I shared this on Instagram, and one listener said that it reminded her of Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore, Mm. which I'm not sure if you've read that or not. I haven't read that one. But I very much agree with that comparison. It also reminded me of Ready Player One. So just a fun, fast-paced with these supernatural elements to it. Mm -hmm. The novel follows April, May who is in her early 20s, and she gets sucked up into internet fame after she discovers Carl, which she thinks is an art installation and turns out to be much more than that. Hmm. I won't go into more detail because it's a really fun book to not know a lot going in and keeps you turning pages as you want to figure out more. Yeah. The themes that Green explored were fascinating. It touched on how we interact with social media, what fame does to people, and- How we can lose sight of who we are in the face of who people believe us to be and who they expect us to be. So that tension between your online self and your in-person self. And what does that look like, especially if your online self is quite prominent? Hmm. I did not love the main character and found it hard to accept her making the same selfish decisions over and over. Mm. I understand that often characters need to make bad choices to move the plot forward, that it's often not an interesting book when characters are always doing what I believe to be the right thing. Right. But this one pushed the limits for me in terms of what I could reasonably accept her doing and still be invested in her as a character. Fair enough. I still would recommend it. It was really fun and had a very intriguing premise, which would make it a great book for reading while traveling.
1: Nice. What have you been reading? I recently finished Something Borrowed by Emily Giffen. Mm -mm. And this is chick lit about Rachel, her oldest friend Darcy, and the men they love and sleep with, some of whom are the same. (laughs) (laughs) I read a review of it that called it soap opera-ish, which I think is the perfect Adjective to describe this book, Mm -hmm. but I still found it thoroughly enjoyable. So, the things that I liked, one of which surprised me, was that the story hinges on infidelity, which is not always my favorite thing in a plot, but felt surprisingly relatable. It was a little bit flipped. So, normally the people who are the cheaters are the least sympathetic characters, Mm -hmm. but the story really focuses on them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I liked them. I liked the characters. I liked them enough that I think I will at some point read the sequel. So that was good. And this is not a deep or especially beautiful book, I would say, but I would still recommend it, especially for a beach reader on a trip or as a palate cleanser in between bouts of heavier fiction or nonfiction.
0: I agree. I picked this one up after you told me that you were ignoring doing work in favor of reading this book. And I Uh thought, that sounds like a great book. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really fun. I also watched the movie with Neil recently, and that was also enjoyable.
1: I did not even realize until yesterday that there had been a movie, but it has all these people that I love in it.
0: Yes, Jim from The Office. Yes,
1: I love John Krasinski. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. But I really love Jennifer Goodwin and Kate Hudson, too. And the reviews that I saw said that they did a good job with the characters.
0: I think so. Although... It felt more ridiculous to me because I watched it with Neil. And so
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the
0: ridiculousness seemed to be highlighted by my impression of what he was thinking as we were watching it. Yeah. But I still loved
1: it. So maybe a good movie for Girls' Night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of Girls' Night, let's move on to our topic for today, which is treating ourselves. Yay. So this definitely came up for me in our episode about budgeting, but I'm excited to hear more about the specifics. Let's start first by talking about what makes something feel like a treat. For me, it is something that I enjoy that feels like
0: a break. Hmm. So there are things that I enjoy, like talking to friends or family, going to book club. But as an introvert, those also exhaust me. Sure. So almost all my treats involve not having to share anything, like food. (laughs) Yep. Or interact with anyone. Solitude is a key component of treating myself.
1: (laughs) So for me, a treat is definitely something that I want that is just for me. I think that is the key part of it. Mm -hmm. In terms of food, maybe it feels yummy or indulgent or lately with having plum who wants to eat everything that I have, something that is mine. Yes. (laughs) In terms of stuff, so material things, the most treat-like ones feel really beautiful or like they'll make my life easier. Mm -hmm. I also really like treats that I have researched a lot. And then they turned out to be just as amazing at solving whatever problem or fulfilling whatever need I was having as I thought they would be. Hmm. So that's sort of a little bit of the delayed gratification of treating myself. So I'll get something. And then it turns out to be just as amazing as I thought. And it's like double awesome. Interesting, because hearing that,
0: the idea of having to research something would take away from the treat aspect of it for me, because Mm. I hate researching things and find it really annoying. (laughs) I feel the same way about that as I feel about planning a vacation, which is I want the end thing. I want the thing that's amazing, but I don't want to have to do any of
1: the work. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. For some reason, sometimes the research makes it more enjoyable, especially when I feel validated. Like, I am so right. I was so right (laughs) to buy this. I was so right to spend that time figuring it out. And now I'm enjoying it and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a regular schedule or routine of treats or is it more unpredictable for you?
0: It's more unpredictable. I don't always know when I'm going to feel like I need a treat. And so mm-hmm. it's more based on when my life feels hard. And that makes it be more enjoyable to experience the treat because I'm really feeling the lack of that in my life. For example, if life feels really hard in a particular week, I'll spend the evening reading fan fiction on my phone or scrolling on Instagram instead of reading a book. Even though I enjoy a book, it feels like more of a treat to me to just zone out on my phone. Mm-hmm. Or I'll buy myself delicious food if I know the week ahead is going to be challenging, if Neil's working a lot late or is out of town, Mm -hmm. that I have something to look forward to in the evening after the kids are in bed.
1: That's just for you. (laughs) Yes,
0: because as we said, I don't want to share my delicious treats with my children if it's a treat for myself. Yeah. The only exception I would say is that on my birthday, that is my day of the year that is all about all the treats all day. Yeah. And as we are recording this, we are just a few weeks away from my birthday, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Awesome. What kind of schedule do you have for treating yourself?
1: I don't really have a schedule either. And like you said, for me, treating myself is definitely tied to my emotional state. Just like you, when things are hard work-wise or home-wise, I'm much more likely to buy lunch out Mm -hmm. or decide that now is the time to order that beautiful robe that I've been eyeing for a while or something like that, just to make what is feeling hard feel a little less hard. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, for you, does treating yourself always feel good Mostly, yes.
0: I think with the demands of parenthood, I don't feel like it's something I get to do all the time because solitude is so hard to come by. Mm -hmm. So when I do get the opportunity, I rarely feel bad. I think it falls into the same category as self-care for me. And as you know, I love self-care and really enjoy having that be a regular part of my life and don't feel bad about indulging in that way. Yeah. Yeah. The part that doesn't feel good to me is if I feel like I'm spending too much money on treats mm. because to me that feels irresponsible because I have issues around spending money as we discussed in the budgeting episode. How do you feel about
1: treating yourself? I very seldom have regrets about treating myself. Occasionally I'll get buyer's remorse and return something. Mm-hmm. Usually something that was more of an impulse purchase and not a thing I was thinking about for a while. Mm-hmm. So when I was in my mode of feeling so frustrated that tying my shoes was so annoying, which I talked about a few episodes ago in Life Lately, I bought two pairs of shoes that were slip-on sneakers, Mm -hmm. and one of them was more of an impulse purchase, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Eh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. So I felt like I was treating myself in the moment, and then I got them and I said, that was a mistake. I find these to be ugly, and I will send them back. (laughs) It's kind of a mixed bag, honestly, because I do like to shop and treat myself, but I also Mm -hmm. think that I've gotten pretty good at only buying things that I love or that I've done the research on, Mm -hmm. so that part of the treat is the delayed gratification of wanting it before but then not having bought it. Yeah, part of the treat is the free part, the looking part. Exactly, and the anticipation of it. Mm -hmm. So I do not usually feel regretful (laughs) about (laughs) treats. I love that about us. Let's talk specifics. What are your favorite ways to treat yourself that involve money? Food,
0: for sure. All the food. <laughs> Both the kind that you get when you go to the grocery store, that if I'm feeling like it's a treat myself kind of weak, I will go and buy the good cheese, buy the French onion dip and potato chips, mm-hmm. get Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and then also the eating out kind, which my usual go-tos for treats are Indian or Thai buffet, good pizza, or sushi. Nice. There aren't very many non-food type treats that I enjoy spending money on. Interesting.
1: I definitely love treating myself with food as well. My top favorites right now are a Reuben for lunch from our favorite local deli or a fancy chai latte. Both of those feel like total indulgences, and I like to get them while Plum is in school so I do not have to share. And you can fully experience it too.
0: That for me, it's not just that I don't want to share my food with my kids, but that I can really just be in the moment, loving the chips and French onion dip, not having little hands trying to negotiate for more constantly or taking my attention away from the amazing experience that I'm having.
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Also, when I'm drinking alcohol, I love fancy cocktails. Not Mm. happening right now, something that I will talk about a little later that I'm looking forward to. In terms of stuff, I love clothes for me, Mm -hmm. baby gear. And to a certain extent, things for the house, especially useful things, things that solve a problem. Mm -hmm. There is also some element of treating myself that comes in whenever I'm not parenting. So I think this is the solitude thing that you talked about. Mm -hmm. I really love going to a yoga class alone or meeting a friend for tea while Plum is in school. So some element of not being in my normal roles. Yeah, like being off duty. Yes. Feels like a treat for sure. So on the other side of this, one of the things that Mrs. Frugalwoods talks about in her uber frugal month challenge is that treating yourself can actually be like defeating yourself. And she has a whole blog post about this that we can link to. Mm -hmm. I really chafe at this idea, despite my frugal aspirations, because treating myself, like you said, feels like self-care to me a lot of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And often does include spending some money. So I was discussing this sort of problem with friends, and they suggested that a better reframe is to treat yourself, but to find free or low cost things or activities to do it with. So let's talk about frugal treats that we enjoy. I love this topic because these
0: are the ones that feel that they have no complications around them for me, since I do feel some issues around spending money on my treats. Uh Uh-huh. My top ones are going for a walk, often listening to a podcast or an audiobook by myself, reading romance novels or chiclet or things that are just light and fun and have less substance, (laughs) scrolling on my phone, which is something in general I try not to do throughout the day on a regular basis. So Mm -hmm. when I set aside specific time to say, Now I'm going to let myself zone out with my phone for half an hour. It feels like an indulgence to give myself permission instead of feeling like, oh, I should be using my time in a more productive way or this isn't as life-giving as it could be. But something about focusing on that is what I'm doing in this moment Mm -hmm. makes it feel like a treat.
1: And the idea of not doing it all day Mm -hmm. delays the gratification. Kind of in a similar way to stuff we've already talked about. So that you're like, here I am at my phone time. I'm (laughs) treating myself.
0: Exactly. I also love watching terrible reality television, which is something I don't get to do as often as I would enjoy, but I think is the right amount to just have in my life in general. Maybe another thing where the delayed gratification is helping with the enjoyment. Absolutely. And I usually do this if Neil ever takes the kids on a trip because it also doesn't feel like a treat if someone in my house is judging me for what I'm doing. (laughs) So it's a judgment-free zone to watch whatever I want and to not be taking away from time that I could be spending with Neil, that it really is just time for me. Mm -hmm. So two times ago, when Neil took the kids away, I watched a cheerleading reality show and watched the whole (laughs) first season. Loved it. No regrets.
1: What free treats do you love? Like you, I love going for a walk, especially with an audiobook, Mm -hmm. especially if it's an audiobook that I've been wanting to make time to finish, Yes, but haven't. It's nice to be out, especially if the weather is good, Mm -hmm. feel the sunshine, finish up a book that I've been wanting to finish because
0: you know you won't be interrupted. I have that issue with audiobooks where it's hard to do it in the house if somebody is going to keep coming in and out and feel like it's disjointed, where if you're out of the house, you can just know that you're going to get to have that experience.
1: Absolutely. Also reading any book that I can get lost in. So romance for sure, but other ones, like you mentioned Ready Player One earlier, Mm -hmm. reading that book still feels like a treat to me because it's so compelling and it's such a page turner. And it's just this experience that feels less like work than other reading. Yes. Also, shopping is a treat for me, even when I'm not buying something. Mm -hmm. So mindlessly wandering around TJ Maxx, Mm. even if I don't have anything in mind, can be low cost. I mean, sometimes it isn't, clearly. But sometimes (laughs) I just enjoy that solitude of browsing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not necessarily having to do anything or being obligated to anyone. And just seeing what beautiful things are around. And then for me, I go back and forth between whether being with friends in person or connecting on the phone or FaceTime feels like a treat. Sometimes it's life-giving and sometimes it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But it is nice when I'm in a mode where it feels life-giving to enjoy that as a treat as well. I'm in the same boat on that. And I think for me,
0: it feels more life-giving when I have had other times for solitude and quiet, Mm. where if it's taking away the only time I have for that in the day, it makes me feel stressed out. But if I've already had some time to myself, then I feel like I have the energy and it feels really wonderful
1: to connect with other people. That makes sense. So we've hinted at some of these a little bit, but let's wrap up by talking about our future treat yourself experiences that we're looking forward to.
0: Number one is my birthday. It is on a weekday. Both my kids will be in school. Yes. And Neil usually takes some time off when it's my birthday, so we can spend some of it together. Looking forward to eating all the foods I want to eat. Going out to eat at a restaurant with Neil, which is something we very rarely do. Mm Mm-hmm. I... I'm planning to pick out a book. I'm not sure which one at the moment, but a book that just feels indulgent and fun and like not a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple years ago for my birthday, I just went to the library and read a book in one sitting that was (laughs) so enjoyable and free.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: And just generally taking the day off from as many responsibilities as possible. I do not do any food prep, food cleanup, general cleaning, or household management tasks on that day. And
1: I love it. Sounds amazing. What treats are you looking forward to? As previously discussed, I'm looking forward to enjoying fancy cocktails again when not pregnant, especially because my favorite cocktail season is spring and summer. Mm. So that's when I most want a fancy cocktail. And so Mm -hmm. I will have a baby by then. I can (laughs) feel free to drink a little bit more than I am now. Is that something that
0: you do at home or that you like to have those out?
1: We do a a little of both. I think out they can get really pricey. And sometimes, as we've talked about on the pod before, getting it all together Mm -hmm. to either have a sitter and go with your spouse or to get your kid to a restaurant or bar does not feel like a treat. Yep. (laughs) And so (laughs) my ideal way to enjoy a fancy cocktail, like a champagne cocktail is my preferred mode of cocktail drinking, is to have the things at home So that I can make it and enjoy it with Andrew Mm -hmm. while we sit outside in. It's nice. And we can enjoy nature and each other and fancy drinks. (laughs) Sounds lovely. Well, that's the end of our treat yourself discussion for today. Listeners, we want to hear about how you treat yourselves. Yes, we do. (laughs) So let us know whether it's food or stuff, especially frugal things
0: we would love to hear about. And if you have any book recommendations that fall into this category.
1: Yeah, treat yourself books would be amazing. Yes. Now let's talk about what we're eating. I went to share about a frozen food from Trader Joe's. These are the chocolate and almond croissants, and they're in the freezer section there. But what is amazing about them, what's amazing and also challenging, I should say, is that <laughs> these are croissants that you have to take out of the freezer the night before you want to eat them Okay. to let them rise overnight. So they rise a really good amount, and then you bake them in your own oven, and then you have your very own amazing chocolate or almond croissant. This was a kind of a treat that was a delayed gratification because I kept forgetting to take them out the night before. But once I finally got it together to do that, I said, oh, we have to remember to do this more often. A croissant is just something that I'm never going to make at home. No. Too much work. Way too much work. I love a croissant, though. I love an almond croissant. So having them Mm -hmm. warm out of my own oven thanks to Trader Joe, has been amazing.
0: That does sound amazing. I was a little skeptical when you were saying these were frozen and that croissants I just think of as being light and flaky and buttery Mm -hmm. and was skeptical. But as you tell me more, I'm intrigued
1: and would like to try these. They are light and flaky and buttery if you remember to get them out (laughs) (laughs) and bake them. What
0: have you been eating, Sarah? I've been enjoying another Budget Bites recipe. This one is vegetable enchilada casserole. And I double the recipe that they have listed there because theirs comes out in a square pan and we make the rectangular.
1: Nine by 13.
0: Yes. So you dice up a zucchini, add black beans, frozen corn, diced chilies, and green onions and cilantro. Mm. And you mix all that together as one of the layers. Mm -hmm. And then it's similar to like you would do with many casseroles. You do enchilada sauce, corn tortillas, that mixture you've made, cheese, repeat until your pan is full. Hmm. This was the first time I tried making enchilada sauce in a while. Mm. I've tried it in the past and didn't love it, but I saw that there was a really simple recipe here with oil, chili powder, flour, water, and tomato paste. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I have a brand that I've talked about before that I love Mm. of enchilada sauce that Mm -hmm. just tastes so good, but it's really expensive. This is a tenth of the cost to make it myself. And I thought it tasted not as good. I don't love it as much, but I think I could do some tweaks to make it so that I do love it as much in terms of the ratio of chili powder to other things within the sauce. Mm -hmm. And in the casserole, it seemed to work really well. Nice. It was a hit with everybody in the family and I think will become part of our regular rotation as just a really filling, tasty meal.
1: It sounds like a good way to get those veggies in there without them being overwhelming as individuals.
0: Yes. I loved having the corn and the zucchini because when we make enchiladas, it's been a lot of just beans and it really added to the experience to have a different (laughs) texture.
1: And also then I'm eating some vegetables. (laughs) Yes. Texture and flavor, I would imagine, is nice. Little variety in there. A win all around. That's all
0: for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. If you want
1: to join the conversation, you can do that on our website, friendlierpodcast.com, on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Sorry, am I up? Yes. Sorry, I was, I was on my other page. Here, here we go. You're good. Great. This is going to be a short one.